welcome, 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 welcome. Uh, another episode of our pod. Um, second one of the new year. Uh, this one is got Afcon special, you know, and we had to bring uh, our Afcon correspondent live from Lindy in Cameroon. That is is coming to us live from Olympia, Cameroon. Uh, Tata, thank you for joining us. How is Cameroon? <laughs> well, Cameroon is, is nice. Um, and Napa migrated to Cameroon, so they took light briefly and brought it back. Napa <laughs> 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 migrated. Okay, okay. That's what we see when it comes to Afcon. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, Mr. Yemi, Coach Yemi, also will be here. Joining us first time this year. Happy New Year, sir. Hope you're good. Happy New Year to everyone. My name is Yemi. Just take away the coach. Uh, okay. Thank you. Yemi. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I will take away the Yemi and just call you coach. Right. Hey, man, whatever you say, Jala. I mean, it's your, it's your word right now. <laughs> oh, you go, you go, you can add, you can add ITU and call him like we call him Niger, Kuchito. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the panel, uh, your favorite Ogakwame. He took, he took a break, you know. Uh, the Rob. legend. Yeah, the, the, the hall. I had to take a break during the holiday, you know, but great to be back. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're By done. the way, I'm, I'm done with 2022 already. Let's just skip to 2022. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can't, you can't do that. No more rounds for you. <laughs> you have to take a break. Uh, today we'll be discussing Afcon, of course. Uh, African Nations Cup started, kicked off on Saturday or Sunday? Sunday. 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 Kicked off on Sunday. Uh, we have had four games so far. Um, kickoff was Burkina Faso and Cameroon, which Cameroon won. I think the last game that just ended was. Let me not, let me not, let me respect myself here. Let me look at this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Gabon and Comoros. Gabon and Comoros. Thank you, yeah. uh, correspondent from Cameroon. Yes. <laughs> Comoros. So so far, yeah, it's been like very slim victories so far. Uh, but we're just gonna do. We are going to go straight to who we are tipping as the favorites for Afcon, and I guess we we'll start with uh, you know our correspondent. So far, <laughs> what you know before we come, we've not seen all the teams. We've not seen all the yeah. teams yet. But who are you tipping as your favorites for Afcon, Mister And tell us why. So Afcon, um, uh, usually it's not like the Champions League. Well, I guess it's similar to that. Where the thing with Afcon is, no matter the excitement, the powerhouses always find a way to win it. So the Cameroons, the Algerias, the Nigerias, you know, it's still the powerhouses. No matter the excitement, the Ghanas, you can throw in Ghana, there, the Ivory Coast. You know, I think it, there was a one-off in Zambia, and um, if you if you actually trace it back, Zambia had a very strong team between 1987 and about about 1993-ish. I know they, mm -hmm. they had that plane mm -hmm. crash and stuff. Yep. So if you if you if you kind of trace back, if if Zambia were African champions, this still a powerhouse because they even they even represented africa at the seoul olympic games that's true that's so true. if you can look at zambia as a strong african nation so in as much as i said it was a one-off when they beat ivory coast they're still a strong african side so still expect a traditional winner so what do you know it would be exciting but it, i still think it will still end up being a, a traditional winner in the cameroon so Nigeria, nigeria so one of them is going to win it but right now, the strongest team in Africa is Algeria, unfortunately. Um, fortunately and unfortunately. Fortunately, because they're playing good football. I can't remember the last time they lost the game of football. And unfortunately, because I'm Nigerian. So, all right. Yeah, they're they, they unbeaten. They even won the Arab Cup. So Yes, they did. They won the Arab Cup with their B-string team and their, their second home base coach. So, wow. you know, everything is lining oh, yes. up for Algeria right now. Okay. Okay, okay. And don't okay. forget, don't forget Zidane is Algeria, so he's in their blood. He's in their blood, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have to put it out there. How about Joker F? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yes. it is. Okay, that's that's good. That's good. So you agree with Nigeria? Uh, Yanni, what are your yes, thoughts? Nigeria too, or you have another favorite? Senegal. Itata skipped Senegal. Senegal is pretty good. Egypt, good. Morocco, good. All those three teams. Senegal is probably one of the most skillful yet physical team in this competition. If you want front to back, tip tap ball. Senegal can give you. But one thing that Senegal has that most of these people don't have is they are not one way. If you check out most of those Northerners, like the Algerias, the Moroccos, they play sexy football, like tip touch. Their ball is always like that. If you go down to this uh, Cameroon, it's much more direct, physical type of game. No, but listen, Senegal is one team that I've seen so far that can do both and do them very well. And they have players that can actually adapt in different in different stages. A lot of their this guys, a lot of their guys have also played in top games like Champions Leagues, won medals. So so also now the experience is there. And plus they have a coach. They have a coach that has been there for almost five years. So yeah. Um uh, and this is to add add to what Itata said that yeah, I'm not counting Senegal out. And also we are Nigerian, so in as much as whatever katakata has happened, we change coaching two <laughs> two weeks before before the competition. You can't count Nigeria. So yeah, Senegal. But you know what, Senegal was equally the same description the last couple of nations. They are stronger now. They met Algeria, who were better than who are stronger now. So we just sure. we are just gonna see. Sure. 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 <laughs> Okay, okay. So Senegal, Yemi, Algeria, Itata. Olga Kwame. Um, I will ha- I'll have to go for Senegal as well. It's between Senegal and Algeria for me. And the only reason I'm picking Senegal over Algeria is just because Senegal won it last I mean Algeria won it the last time. And I don't really like Algeria like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hurt. I'm still hurt from three years ago. Uh, but Algeria is uh, I mean they they are a one. They're, they're a great team. Um, out of all the North African balling nations, they're the best right now. You know, not even Egypt comes close to them. Uh, Tunisia, not so much, not at all. But Senegal, I see they came very close last time, and I think it would just be one of those stories where they came close the last time, and this time they they managed to win it. I'm not counting Cameroon out either because I think there's a there's a um, there's some stats out there, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Cameroon has not won, I mean, has not lost a competitive, a competitive game. Yeah, at home. At, home. at home. So, and it was looking like they were going to lose. In the forever? Did not lost forever or what? No, in recent, in recent times. Okay. Recent. I, I, think, like, I think in Nations Cup qualifying, and I, it's, it's some crazy stats. I, I don't know exactly. <laughs> I don't know exactly it is really difficult. Sure. It is really difficult, man, for you to go down yeah. to Cameroon and beat them up there. It, it's hard, it's, man. It's, they will get go you. Brother, it's it's iron, it's iron, green iron football. They play up there. <laughs> yeah. I call it on right plantain football. Yeah, they pound on right plantain. Yeah, it has a great. different level. <laughs> Chinching. Oh, that's Look at the yeah, Abu right guy now. That guy. Remember the sleeveless jersey. Yeah. Some people still regard that jersey as one of the best. Say that again. One of the best. Yeah, you know it was a one piece. It was a one piece. Some people regard that. Was it one piece or top and bottom? It was a one piece. It was a one piece. That's why they couldn't change exchange jerseys after the game. Oh! It was a one piece, yeah. <laughs> so I'm no, telling you, where did this fitted that girl to cover mm-hmm. a place of us? So, so there were Adama Traore FC before Adama Traore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know about that though. Choosing violence up and down. Hmm? I said they came out choosing violence. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So who are you going with? Uh, okay, um, I'm I'm still gonna go for I'm still gonna go for Senegal. I'm still gonna okay. go for Senegal. I'm count. I'm completely counting out Nigeria. Um, we just we just have no. I, I think we're gonna get out of the group out of the group stage, of course, but we're gonna we're, we will exit the competition in the quarterfinal because we're just we're we're not even prepared. 
So I'm, I'm not, I have zero hope for it. No, Austin no, no, Dennis, no, Odion Nigallo. Like, bro, what are we doing? I doubt that, and this is the reason why I doubt that <laughs> they brought Augustine Guavon, who, which is if now that is coaching, this this will be his third term as as in the coach of Nigeria. If anything, he has the experience of how the country runs and he knows the players. He's not going to come there and, and come and do a Pep Guardiola ticket. He knows he knows he he is one of the DNAs of Nigerian football. And most of these guys that play understand the Nigerian football way. He's not going to come there and tell you play this pattern now. He's just going to come, hey, we are Nigerians. He's one of those guys that can speak and he can relate to all like the players and he's well respected. Even 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 at even even in the top brass, he's well respected. Yeah. And he has the backing of most of these ex most of these ex guys that play for us. Kanoakuokocha, they all back him. And so and so I'm not gonna count Nigeria off. But yes, replacing a coach two weeks two weeks before like a competition <laughs> is never a good re, re, never a good recipe for success. But guess what? This is Nigeria. These things that's, unite that's us. What I was about to These say. things unite us instead of tear us apart. So. In the in the history of Nigerian football, for some strange reason, we thrive under chaos. I don't know what yeah. that means. I don't encourage it, but that's the only <laughs> reason why. That's the only reason why I won't entirely rule. Ni so Nigeria's case is unique. Mm -hmm. I'll just let it stand by itself. If we become champions, I won't be surprised. If we don't become champions, it's expected because of the chaos. It's you know, it's anything you can expect anything, and it's what six, six or seven games. Mm -hmm. You know, it's about consistency. If we hit that sure. consistency and just keep pushing, you know, sure. it's almost like in '94, from first game to the final, we were stronger and stronger and stronger. Sure. And if we're, there were 14 more games, we would beaten everybody. So it's it's sure. like that. And one more thing, one more thing. The last, the last Nations Cup we won, it wasn't smooth and sailing before we went. Uh, yeah. USA '94 wasn't smooth and sailing. There was some in-house drama. People talking about West Ham. West Ham was threatening to leave because of players were not getting paid. It was still the coach, but like it wasn't a. He was the one that had to bring everybody in. So, so man, I mean, you never know. This is Africa. This is soccer. The only team that is probably prepared are those teams from the north. Because they just have a way yeah. of just doing their things, right? Yeah. From then on, yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Is anyone prepared? Feeling like is your, is yeah, well, Algeria is prepared. I know that. Algeria, for sure. those ones, Egypt, Algeria, Algeria is prepared. They're always steady. Yeah, Morocco, all those guys are always steady. Senegal it, is too. Senegal is too because they yeah. kept their coach for five. Years. Is, I think five is, years. Even some so-called underdogs, they look. They look well put together. Look at Burkina Faso. I mean, Cape Verde. Cape Verde. Like they, Cape Verde. You know, yeah. So they can ball. They can ball. Yeah. They play some good footy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I just, I just go slightly, I guess, <laughs> off the table, and, and I'll go to Egypt. You know, just, just for the sake of it. Yeah. Because the attacking line, apart from, of course, the obvious Moussa, who wants to make a statement, they have. Uh, this guy from Wolfsburg, Omar Mamouche, and the Galatasaray player also called uh, Mustafa Mohamed. And those guys have scored key goals for them throughout their qualifiers. They have trees again. I don't know if he, he went, but yeah, they have trees again. He went. He went. Okay. So went. that's my favorite. You know, I'm just going left field, you know, but yes, mm -hmm. I get everybody's. Algeria, of course. Um, <coughs> Cameroon. Like like all of you guys are saying, maybe maybe Nigeria, maybe Nigeria. Ah, nobody picked Ghana. Chai. The Chale boys, the Chale boys are a little light. Um, of, I mean, they, they lost today. Yeah, they lost tomorrow. Yeah, I was going to say maybe that maybe that's you know influential. Uh, I I just don't see they they did not win the midfield battle today at all. Their their striking force was a little light. They they are you <laughs> and you, and you did not. They didn't look like. You know, they didn't are you anything today, huh? Who did they lose? They didn't are you anything? Who did they lose to again? Who did Ghana lose to? Morocco. 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 I mean, that's not uh, an embarrassment, basically. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. The only, the only. This is how I look at it. Historically, West African teams struggle to beat the North. Right now, true. In West Very Africa, true. Ghana are not even the strongest. So yeah, that's true. why I don't give them a chance. 
Yeah. Yeah. West Africa, Senegal is the strongest. Yeah. You know, Ghana Correct. is not even the strongest, and the West African can, teams you, you, historically you, you, they strong they struggle to beat the North. Club you can football, even, national team. You can even make the argument that Ivory Coast are stronger than Ghana and Nigeria in West Africa. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mm, that course, yeah, man. Is Africa stronger than Ghana? Of course, yes. Yeah. But most of the players that Africans have now, they are of the older generation. So now they're doing it. We are talking of guys that were still there during the time of Yaya Toure. No, 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 no. Is big. Not really. Is big. They do have... They do have... Zaha, the Arsenal guy. Zaha, Zaha the guy from Ajax. The guy from Ajax. Ajax. Pepe. Pepe. Yeah. Frank Kessie. Yeah, Kessie. Hola. But defeating, but defeating. Let's okay, go to dark okay, horses. Okay. <laughs> Let's go to dark horses. So, who are your dark horses? Since you're already on the road, we've already spoken about dark horses. So. No, we haven't. Who's your dark horse? Okay. We haven't. Okay, mine. Are you asking me? Yeah. I think my dark horse is Nigeria. Okay. My dark horse is Nigeria, just based on everything we've spoken about Nigeria. So yeah. It's probably chaos. Okay. So your dark horse for you is Nigeria. Uh, Itata, do you have a dark horse? Yeah, mine is just because I've followed them closely recently. Mine is the Gambia. And the second mm. call is Comoros mm. Island. Mm. You know, Comoros Island has my friend, Faiz Selemani, that, that gifted winger. Yeah, that guy. And I don't know if he played today. He's he's extremely talented. And I've seen them play Cameroon to a standstill. Uh -huh. You know, if they're the same team, they're gonna be prop, they're gonna cause problems. But they problem. They, the Gambia, because I've seen a transition of their U20s to the national team, and they're very good. So, okay. I don't see him. He, didn't, he did not play. Let, okay. me see, let me see if he came in. Young, bright prospect. Yeah, he's incredibly gifted winger. He's just mad raw. Yeah. He's like one of those raw like he is. So oh. he's almost like a raw version of Mares. He's gifted. Mm. Yeah. Hey, brother, no, chill, chill, chill. It's a raw no. version of this and uh, Piocicadia. Just a, a, a Piocicadia <laughs> with a little bit of... <laughs> <laughs> no, he can play. He's really good. Check him out. If you remember Piocicadia, it's just a Piocicadia that does not run and leave the ball behind. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he's not... But the guy's raw, but he's... Max he's really good. Yeah. He's very good. He's technically very sound. Okay, okay. Uh, I got coming. Who's your dark horses? Uh, and from what I've seen so far, of course, not all the teams have played. Yeah. I'm, uh, I like, I'm liking Burkina Faso. I think Burkina Faso is a, they might be a dark horse. The only thing is, it, it looks like it looks like they are, it looks like they lose their heads very quickly. If they can control that, they'll probably go for in the competition. Yeah. Another dark horse. I know it's just one game, but Cape Verde. Um, like these small, these so-called small teams. You watch them and you're like. Wow, all these triangles all over the pitch. You know, so much pattern of play, so much precision in passing. Of course, you know, you, you wonder how, how sustainable that is. They don't, they, they might not be able to withstand, you know, real teams like Algeria and, and the rest of them. But you love, you love to watch it. You love to watch it. It's almost like watching, uh, what's that team Xavi coached in Saudi Arabia? Was it Saudi Arabia or Qatar or whatever? Like, they're okay. dead, but then they play good football. Yeah. And then and then plus one more thing, you can't game plan against them because most of their stars are relatively unknown. So you don't even know exactly. what what you are game planning against. Exactly. So so that too can be that like that, like that too can be a factor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh Zaza says Cameron is one of his favorite host nation factor. Makes sense. True. Talk true. about that. True. 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 My yeah. You're mute, Itata. <laughs> no, I was saying, I say uh, Cameroon are built for the Cup of Nations. Like Zaza yeah. say, they've never, I don't know, I don't think they've lost the final match. It might be maybe just 86. I think 86. But I think 86 they lost. Yeah, I think 86. But yeah. after that, you know, they take Nigeria for the cleaners. Nigeria, they wife, Nigeria, was, Ghana, they wife Nigeria at the Cup of Nations. They've gotten three they trophies on top of Nigeria. I don't know how they do it. Didn't they win in Abuja? Yeah. No, Lagos. Lagos, 2000. Yeah. That's beautiful. I remember that very well. Engage that with Agawa. That he almost cried and Kano. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. One more question. One question. Hey, man. Does Kano have Nations Cup? 
Nations Cup. Does he have win? a Nations Cup trophy? Yeah. Does he have no. a Nations Cup medal? No. Yeah, he should go and it should be. He's beefing Cameroon, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> right, over to you, sir. Yeah, my dark horse, uh, Mali. That's my mm. dark horse. Yeah. Mali, they have yeah. a lot of good midfielders. Bisuma, uh, Haidara. Yeah. Uh, the Leipzig, they are in Leipzig that uh, Uncle Ralph wants to bring and um, Samaseko in Hoffenheim. So they have a lot of very good midfielders. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's I think, of they have good midfield, yeah, but yeah. they have good midfield and they have few strikers that play in France, I guess. But like they, I mean, like their defense and midfield is pretty good. But I mean, I mean, in all these competitions, you can have a very, very good midfield if you don't have people to put that ball on the goal. Or can score. Yeah. I mean, but like this, I'm on this. Mali to play yeah. some very, very good soccer. Yeah, Mali are a very good footballer. Hey, many times I remember the day of that Malian defensive midfielder that played for Real Madrid. No, he the one was... that played for. Yeah, he played for Madrid and Lyon. Yeah, played for Madrid. What's his name? And Lyon. Mamadou. Uh, Mamadou. Yeah. yeah. Diara. Lasana Diara. No, Lasana. No, 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 is French. Oh, okay. Yeah. He played for he plays for France. It's Diara, Aliu Diara, I think that's his name. Momodu, Momodu Diara. Momodu Diara, yeah, that's his name. Was it not called? Was it not nicknamed the cupboard? Was it not called the cupboard? No, he's no, it's not him. It wasn't him. But the guy was one of I the, think the best. The guy, the guy was one of the best DMs yeah. of, of his generation. If not for yeah. this, he would just yeah. had bad luck with. He can't get off the injury table. <laughs> yeah, street clothes. They call him street clothes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Street clothes. Okay. I've come play of the tournament now. I'll start with that comment. Stupid is that. Tuesday, who is going to be half player of the tournament? Who are you predicting? You know what? If I'm tipping Senegal to win it, then I have to go with Sadio Mane. Okay. Is that score the penalty? Sadio Mane. Okay. Yeah. Uh Tata, who's your half player of the tournament? Yeah, so it's going to be a top goal scorer for one of the one of the heavyweights who will eventually win it. Mm-hmm. It's hard to pick now. Um, you know what the save the save zone is is Salah, but is Salah going to win? Abubakar has started well. It's going to. I can't really pick because Nations Cup is tricky, man. It is tricky. It, it is tricky, it but is. it will come from a powerhouse and a powerhouse is going to win. Right? Hmm? Last yeah, one. the last one was Benasa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what got him his move to Milan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh as I said, of Mali was real was really yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's yeah. True. Yeah. Uh, the great Sedu Is it the Keita that played for Barcelona? If it is that one, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, one, one the Cup of, of Nations, that's what they call him. The great Sedu One of the best African unsung African players of all time. Is the best is is one of the best African midfielders. Oh yes, from U fifteen. Yeah, this dude literally fifteen, literally bowling dominated Africa. It was just like he he doesn't he's like a post coach never talks never does anything. The guy is just so simple. That's why Pep. That's why Pep Abaka never allowed him go. He was and Luis Enrique never allowed him go. He was best player at the on that nineteen ninety nine under twenty that had Xavi and Ronaldinho. He was the best player of the tournament. That boy control that boy controls <laughs> midfield like yeah. he's, 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 he was incredibly talented. Yep. Be also another. Yeah, yeah, mm. I remember. Uh who's up? Uh, um Yemi. Um, okay, so I want this guy to win it because I'm tired of hearing Salah Salah Salah. I want Saido Mane to. I want Saido Mane to get some shine. So <laughs> I'm I'm picking Saido Mane. I just want wishful thinking. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with that. <laughs> Yeah, I just want him to to get some shine because I think with the whole salary thing, he doesn't really get the shine. He, he, you know, and he's rounding up into form. I mean, like he started in beginning, his form wasn't, but now he's coming to mad form right now. This is his competition, and he has to take it. He has to take this competition as like my mission to win. You yeah, know, so. another shout if they go for Burkina Faso, Bertrand Traore. Bertrand Traore, yes. But I don't see them going far, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. If they go far, if they go far, he has a strong shot. He's so gifted. That guy is so... Him and uh, Angisa. 
They are so mm, yeah yeah they are so Afcon you know. Who does Anguisha play for? Who does Anguisha play for? Cameroon. No, Napoli. Yeah, plays for Cameroon. You see, man. Yeah, plays for Cameroon. Yeah, he's a winger for Cameroon on the left, on the right. That guy can run. I'm, I'm surprised. No, he plays central midfield. He plays defensive midfield. I'm, I'm so surprised nobody really. picked him up. The from one that was at Fulham. Fulham, Fulham. You're surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. nobody picked him up from Fulham oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Napoli. Yeah. No, 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 was, they, no, 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 he's, no, no. He's there very were people good. that wanted him. There were people that wanted him, but he went with. I mean, like Napoli had a better chance of them winning something. So, so of the teams that picked, Napoli had a better chance in Italy for them pushing to win something. He had offers from Spurs, I think. And bro, he knows that sports ain't gonna win nothing. So that's right, right. well. I'm gonna go left field for my own option and go back my you know, back my country, man. I call him the the bodyguard, Taiwo Awuni. Yeah, you know what? It's a strong shot. It's a strong shot. It's like a strong shot. Champions League, he had what, like five to six Champions League goals, bullying people. Uh, you know? uh, I thought you actually said this in Chukwu is I would have clapped for you. No, no, Awoni no, is is a, is is, a, is Super Eagles' secret weapon. Nobody knows what's coming. Uh, if he's, it like clicks, our, he's like our goals. present day. He's like our present day Rashidi Yekini. Yeah, just he plays like that. To, yeah, just he's a. You know, he played the U seventeen with uh, Ihe Nacho in twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, it was, yeah, yes. they won that on, on the seventeen. Yeah, they won. They won the competition. And it was one of yeah. the highest scorers, yeah. highest scorers. Yeah. Did we take this guy, um, this really tall striker, Paul Onoachu? Is he playing? He's injured. Oh, he's injured. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. we took Sadiq Umar, who is similar build. Okay. The one that played in the Brazil Olympics. He's similar mm. build. He's really gifted too. Mm. <clears throat> okay. We have uh, some good ball players. We have some yeah. good technical players. It's just the goal scoring part that might just be. But but in this competition, defense defense is probably our own only issue. Centre back, yeah, defense, yeah. But yeah, continue. Ayo. Okay, uh, of course, one of the main topics that happened was last week, last two weeks. Uh, I know Ian Wright, uh, Uncle Wright. I like calling him Uncle Wright. Mm -hmm. That right. I like the way he fights <laughs> for culture. I like the way he mm -hmm. fights for you know important topics. He's mm -hmm. never afraid on Sky Sport. He comes out, uses his platform positively for representation whether it's women whether it's you know 100 gay right i like i've always liked uncle Wrighty for that so um there's a video he put out based on the fact that why why disrespect that's why i put it there like, i mean there are, there are the obvious answers but i think it's what we're talking about right it's like why the disrespect those afcon you know where journalists were asking players you know if they were going to go and represent their country i know it started with um Sebastian Hala from Ajax, and he was, you know, as he fired back, he said this was a Euros. Like, did they ask him? Simple mm -hmm. player. I know it happened to some other player. I don't remember who it happened to again, but they asked him the same question. So that's what I'm throwing out there. And I'll start with um, Tata. Tata has been our, our in house mm -hmm. fan African <laughs> uh, <laughs> our correspondent. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to, uh, it's, it's going to be a little testy for some people, uh, but I'm going to go in. I'm going to go in. Um, so there is, there, Africa is like a symbol for black people all over the world. Even, even for blacks who don't identify with Africa, unfortunately, when you're looking at a black man, the next thing you're looking at is the map of Africa. That's why I wore this shit, you know, that's why I wore this shit. And and Malcolm X said something. He said, if the African continent sets up itself to, to, to where it's like the golden continent, black people will get respect all over the world. So I'm going straight to the root cause. Yeah. You know, if collectively African leaders uh, for once deviate from all of the foolishness and just say, you know what, let's, let's build our own. Because I'll give you an example. If Yemi has, okay, say for instance, Yemi's son, right? And and Yemi all of the time when when the son comes back, Yemi beats him to stupor. The house there is roach infested. You know, people are scrambling all over the place. Yemi is smoking and drinking, and the son happens to know me, 
and comes to my house and then my house is always peaceful guess what the child would always grab the opportunity to come to my house right always have the opportunity to come to my house and you get to a point where where the, where the child gets to where he's independent and is not under Yemi's power would want to live with me permanently now when it's time for that child to say you know what Uncle Yudi, I live with you. Uncle Tata, I live with you. I want to go and see my daddy. I have the power to tell him, you know what? You live in my house. Maybe you, you don't have to see him on Monday. See him on Tuesdays. Maybe not Wednesdays. You can only see him on Thursdays. Because you're in my house. You're enjoying what he couldn't provide for you. So technically, I'm your father. That takes me all the way back. 1980, when Nigeria won the Cup of Nations. You know, all the everyone was home-based. When Cameroon were doing good at the at the World Cup, it was all home-based players. I think only Miller played outside and a few others. There wasn't an issue where they had to beg European teams if they could play or not. Yeah. So essentially, I'm just going back to the core. It still goes back to our old majority of our very foolish and unreasonable leaders in Africa who, instead of taking Africa as their property and, and kind of taking it and, and making it productive, they create this unreasonable dysfunctional systems. They are dysfunctional leaders who put sub leaders who manage dysfunctional systems. And when you have this dysfunctional system, people try to run away from it. That's why you have talented footballers who could probably play for Rangers, Julius Berger, like, Odebami is one of the greatest Nigerian footballers. He's never played abroad. He's never yes, played abroad. Sir. And several right. others. How many, when the South African team lines up, the South African team is pretty much decent. You know, 90% of their national team, home base. Yeah. They don't have to fight with any European country or European club to, to represent their country. So it still goes back to those clueless idiots in power all over Africa who have set up dysfunctional systems that have, has made our footballers run to greener pastures and are literally owned by this club and catered for this club. So they have the higher say. All you have to do is just shout and talk about patriotism. You know, that's it. All they have to do is just patriotism. But if, for instance, we, had the, the, we have a Nigerian league, you know, smooth and running, you would have, like... Almost as at 1990, you had home-based players playing in the national team. Yeah. Now I'm not saying they can, they shouldn't play in Europe if they want to, but I'm saying if the league, if the Nigerian league is paying footballers twenty thousand dollars a week, they are not going to Europe. Yeah. They won't go to Europe. So it still goes back to our foolish leaders back home. Mm. That's the root cause, you know. If they begin to treat Africa like they are the proper thing, a thing of pride, where they say, you know what, and I'm not talking about it has to be good in Ghana and it, it doesn't have to space out. I mean, collectively, if African leaders are called collectively, I know it's an ideal, it might never happen. But if, it, you know, if each individual countries come up to say, you know what, this is Africa is our own, let's make it valuable, let's make it appealing. We wouldn't have these issues. Okay. And, and for example, let me give you an example. TP Mazembe, right? I think they were, they were founded in 1940 or so. The 2010 World Club Cup. They beat a Mexican team. I think it was, it must have been Americas also, one of these teams. That is older than them by 40 years. So the Mexican team had, has 40 years of history ahead of T.P. Mazembe. Because T.P. Mazembe is run as a modern, a modern club, is a model club in the DR Congo. Because T.P. Mazembe is run like that. They played in the World Club Cup final of 2010. I think 2010 or 2011. They beat International of Brazil and lost to Inter Milan. And of course, you know how strong that Inter Milan team was. Right. So essentially, what am I saying? If our local, if our, if our local leagues back home is good enough, it can produce footballers who can compete in the global stage, period. So the disrespect comes from how these leaders treat, cannot represent themselves and establish all of these dysfunctional systems 
you have the West look at Africa and, and almost think that we are a joke. You understand? Yeah. It's like Ghana now. Ghana and on a certain part, Ghana are rarely ever disrespected in the global stage. It's, it's as simple as that. If you make your house good, you'll be respected. If you right. disrespect your house, you'll be disrespected. That's it. Right. Very good points. Very good points. Let me take comments. People, Zaza says, it's not start with him. It's been rumbling around for a bit. I'll just put the issue straight up. I agree. Are we still not hiring third rich foreigners for coaches? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, I will go. It's like coach, coach Ito. <clears throat> Okay, so Itata pretty much said said like pretty much what I wanted to say. So mine is more of a question because I'm with Itata with his viewpoint. Itata, in those days, I'm talking of the 90s and the early 90s and the 80s, almost late 90s, when like this African soccer was at its peak. When I talk of African soccer was at its peak, we were producing players that weren't just starting they were dominating in europe around that time if you don't ask them if they are going for their nation's cup the thing is coaches try to prevent them to go but it's not this open right now am i right itata yeah. i'm talking of the years of daniel amokachi the years of hmm. samuel eto where like these are the people that carried <clears throat> african football like they championed it you couldn't even go to them like like this. Back at them, couldn't go. They couldn't go down to Samadet and say, you know what, uh, guy, you are one of our highest goal scorers, but then we, we need you to stay instead of you going to go and play for uh, play for Cameroon. They will burn that whole place down because these are people that carry the game. But like what Titata said, it has to start from our leaders. The way our 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 continent is being governed by some of our leaders, it's all it has cast a it has cast almost like a black eye in the eyes of everybody. So people still see us as an underdeveloped nation, in as much as some of these countries right now are relying on our players now, nowadays, to help them. Perfect example is Watford. Yep. Why did Homeboy not go Emmanuel? Why didn't, because they didn't want him to go. But they let uh, this, uh, our defender, Light King, I was his name. True second. Econ. Econ left, but Emmanuel Dennis, not a player. They said, no, we need you because we are fighting relegation. We are fighting relegation. If you go, that means we are almost going to get relegated. So now we're looking at it like this. And if Africans, if we can come together, coaching, coaching or no coaching, hire a third-base coach, that don't mean anything, to be honest with you, in my opinion. But if we carry ourselves, if we look out for one another, if our countries try to uplift the standard just like the way it was in the 80s the 70s these kind of questions wouldn't have been asked the only thing is that there were some coaches that avoided signing african players because they know that every two years they have to leave to go play nations cup it's not like it's not like the europa cup now that is every four years so like so also there's a risk I'm not too mad that they asked the question. That just tells me that, yes, Nigeria, uh, no, sorry. That just tells me that our continents are now beginning to be a force to be reckoned with. We are producing players now that clubs can rely on. So yes, uh, asking the question is probably a slap in the face for us. But for me, as yes, in as much as it's a slap in the face, I can see the light there. Like, yes, Africa is coming back to where it used to be. Because in those times, some of these top clubs there was an african player actually starting and playing well yeah okay, okay. um okay um, any, any more to add yeah i mean itata took the words right out, of my, right out of my mouth um another big problem is that we're starting to have a lot of like real african talents i mean they might nationally in terms of passport or uh you know or whether they're, where they're from legally they might come from france or england or whatever mm. but we know Paul Pablo is african <laughs> right <laughs> so we, we, have, we have people, people like more i mean even when i was growing up watching football we didn't really have a lot of legit african children going to play you know for france in the world cup 
Right. Yeah, but but the, the, it's because sorry to cut you. It, it's because they all played in the organized yeah. African leagues that were good. Raja Casablanca, Alali, TP Mazembe, yeah. Kanon Yaoundé. These Zamalek. teams were powerhouses. Zamalek. Yeah. They were organized model clubs in Africa. Asset Mimosa, and, and it was Wanya played Wanya. in Africa. That's why it wasn't like blown. And when you have a, a one go out like Salif Keita that I was talking about was. I think African footballer of the year in 76 went and destroyed the French French league. So it's always been like this. The only difference is it's so disorganized. They are now playing Europe. They yeah. all used to play in Africa before. Yeah. 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 So I mean, if if players, if if those like legit, real prominent players, Paul Pogba's, Bukayo Saka, like you look at Bukayo Saka and just facially, the boy is Nigerian. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, is he, yeah. He's not British yeah. at all. Correct. You look at uh, Ingolo Kante. Other is, you know, he's not French. Saka. <laughs> so, so again, you have these journalists looking at Ingolo Kante like, oh, he plays for France. Why should Emmanuel Dennis go and play for Nigeria? Why should Sebastian Haller go and play for this? And even then, let's even complicate the issue a little further. We now have players, African children who were born in Europe. Who, who for some reason cannot get into their French squad or the English squad coming back to play for, you know, coming back to play for the Africans. While, while that is good, I like saying that, but it's, it's the reason they're coming back is because they can't get in, they can't get in the England squad. Right. They can't get in the French squad. Yeah. One Bissaka. Wan Bissaka will never make it in the England squad. It's so Right. Congo, yeah. just oh, Congo. Even yeah. Congo don't want him. Congo didn't send. Oh, man, they Congo send him an invite. Are you? I don't know actually. I'm just, I don't know. England yeah. didn't want him. Went to Ivory Coast. You know, so football football exists in this big in this bigger um in in this bigger context of what our world is. Yeah. And the fact is that. Africans and black people have been disrespected across the globe and they they continue to be disrespected disrespected across the globe every day till today. So the same reason why you show up at a European airport with that green passport, they stop you. Right. You show up with a blue passport, ah, welcome, welcome to Germany. You know, so it's it's just it's just it just goes straight back to what Itata says, right? That the, the dysfunction, the disorganization, the, the 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 they just don't care about actual leadership, right? They don't care about actual, you know, actually having an impact on the lives of the people whom they govern. That's really what is causing all this. And going back to the Emmanuel Dennis Watford situation, yeah. We we I, 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 Watford I, in my book, Watford, of course, were disrespectful. But then we allowed them to be disrespectful, you know, had we had, because listen, it's not, meeting a deadline is not hard. Right. <laughs> meeting a deadline is not hard, right? right? And you not meeting a deadline empowers them to tell True. the player, nah, you're not going. Nah, True. you're not going. Because yeah. they released William Truth Econ. Not only that, they also released Ismail Asar. Yeah. Right. Yep. Also released, yep. but Emmanuel Dennis, for some reason, is not in Cameroon. He's not there. Um, and it, it, oh, there is also a question about did I don't know because through Emmanuel Dennis has never played for Nigeria. He has. He has. He actually has. Yeah, but oh. but oh. the 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 previous I coach, the, the qualifiers at all. The German coach, I think he fell out of favor with the German coach. I don't know what really happened, but he did. He's played for Nigeria before. Okay. I think he's played Can I say something shortly? Can I say something shortly? I'm sorry, moderator. Can I just say something shortly? Um, I mean, we were saying all these things, and listen, actually, as I said, a very good point Lead, leadership or no leadership, and it had a buttress on it. Leadership from the top has buttressed down to even our, even our soccer team as a whole. In the country, it's only a few countries in Africa, minus the North and maybe South Africa, that have a good, steady functioning league. Uh-huh. That is good to watch, and is good and is good for viewing that they have good fields and they have good stuff. Yeah. 
So now, see, if you watch some of these games, I mean, like they are watching our games. They're like, man, these these people are playing in bad field. So like this, it's it's all the greed and stuff that has happened in Africa that has trickled down to our football. But also, yeah. but also, there was something that we didn't credit them West Al for. In the 1990s, 1992, West Al was in charge of actually flying down to all these clubs and yeah. talking to the coaches. He visited every player that was in his plan and had rapport with their coaches and their soccer institution. West Ham was helping people get into clubs, but also West Ham had the right to tell a club like, guy, I need this player. And then we never faced those things during the era of West Ham and Bonfrey Joe. So, so like the thing there is, maybe, maybe us as Africans, we need to start stepping up our game. If it's hiring a very good coach, yeah. and the job of the coach is actually go around different countries and actually see where your team is playing, see where your guys are playing, talking to their coaches and have rapport. If there's anything, they, they can actually communicate with you direct as the coach so that the coach now can now communicate with the national team. Okay, we need this guy. You need to send this thing quick, 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 quick. So I think it's, it's man, we can stay on this topic for, for another this is three. But my point is, when, when Westhoff was here, it was okay. even, it was better organized. The Nigerian sure. league was better organized than now. Very true. If Westerhoff if Westerhoff came now, he will struggle. The previous German coach I heard is still owned by the Nigerian Football Federation. Very true. So I mean, how can someone thrive under those circumstances? This is a dysfunction I'm talking about. There is no way that dysfunction will be in place and things will, you know, you 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 plant the seed, you can't plant apple and reap cocoa. <laughs> you understand? You plant apple seed, you're going to reap apple. That's it. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's jump on. Uh, that was very good. That was very good. Uh, anybody listening to leave us comments if you can. Let's jump to like switch lanes to the EPL, English Premier League. I will start with uh, Jola, and it has to leave for minutes. So try to make best use of the time left. Fourteen minutes. Jola, uh, Oga Kwame, take us, yeah. take us away. Give us your English Premier League. I'll, I'll call it the draft team since we're halfway point, right? Twenty-one games played. Give us your draft team of the season. Run through your team for us. Okay. Run through your team and tell us why you have them. If you don't have to, if you want, if you don't have any reason why, like obvious one, I'm sure everybody's gonna have Mosala. That one, right. nobody's know why. So let's go. Okay. Um. So I'm going with a four-three-three, four-three-three. Right. And for goalkeeper, I had a choice between Aaron Ramsdale and David De Gea. Yeah. I picked David De Gea just because he's the best keeper in the world. Um. Ramsdale, <laughs> what's wrong with you? 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 Please continue. Leave David the hair, David, David the hair rises head and shoulders above every other goalkeeper in the Premier League, according to me. Okay. Uh, at least in my opinion. My Ramsdale is an honorable is a is an honorable mention. I think I think Ramsdale honestly should be the England goalkeeper, not because I'm trying to hype him that much, but just because compared to Pickford, he is better than Pickford. That's just it. That's just a fact. Correct. Uh, so David De Gea goalkeeper, right back. I have Reese James. Of course, he's injured right now, but before I mean before the injury, dude was balling for days. I will take him. I took him ahead of Trent Alexander Arnold because he's more balanced. Uh, center back. By the way, my choices are a little. They're a little. You know, left field as you see, but then I didn't want I didn't want to pick the traditional Liverpool Man City Liverpool Man City player. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So um, I have in center back Rudiger and Romain Saiz from Wolverhampton. <laughs> from Wolverhampton, uh, Wolves have I mean behind Manchester City, I believe they have considered the fewest amount of goals in the league. Yeah, uh -huh. and, <laughs> and they they are just they're very solid defensively, and Saiz is a very key part of. Their defensive solidity. Uh, left back, I have Cancelo. Say less. Um, midfield, I have I have Rodri in the midfield. To the in the middle, of course. To the left of him, I have Bernardo Silva. And to the well, they can switch. Next to him, I have Smith Rowe and Bernardo Silva. Next to Rodri, I like Smith Rowe. He's a, he's he's. A, of course, I mean, you know how much we hate Arsenal, but Six, Six, yeah. and I really cannot wait until Smith Rowe leaves Arsenal to join like a, 
you know, to win the league with another team. It, it'll be so fantastic. Um, there are some Arsenal fans watching this. Yeah. You must like trouble. I don't think you like trouble. That's some oh, Arsenal I love, fans watching. I already it. know. Yeah. Um, and of course, Bernardo Silva in that midfield as well. Okay. Up front, Mohamed Salah, say less. On the left, I have Demario Gray. I love the way Demario Gray has been playing this season. Yeah, he's bowling. Uh, he's bowling. He's, he's bowling. He is bowling his life out this yeah. season. And he has been through so much. So much like he's a young player. I believe he's like 25 years old. But yeah. he's been he's been like he's been on the on that cusp for like four years now. I remember at Leicester mm -hmm. City, then yeah. he went to I think Bayer Lever Leverkusen or something. Love Didn't like work that. out. Yeah. Um, so I really, I really like what I'm seeing from Demario Gray. I, I hope he carries it on to the end of the season, and you know maybe he gets transferred to another team. And then in the middle, I'm going for Emmanuel Dennis. Ah, uh, just it, it, again, I know it's a, it's, it's, it's from it's left field, but I don't see any other left position. Field. It's not left field. Yes, you know, feel like yeah, yeah, exactly. Not left field. So I, I, I'll just go with Mano Dennis. Dude is a, if if Watford stay up, they will always take him. And there's a reason why they're hold they are putting him on sh in shackles <laughs> from not getting him. <laughs> so. I'm locked up. They won't let me Yeah, Acon settings, exactly. <laughs> Okay, good, good one. I like that thing. Uh, Itata, let's hear yours. Let's roll it out. So mine is uh, mine is four one two three. Okay. Okay. My goalkeeper, okay. my goalkeeper. Christmas was, tree Yeah, my goalkeeper was Ramsdale. <laughs> okay. My goalkeeper Ramsdale? was Ramsdale. Yeah, I picked okay. Ramsdale. Yeah. I viewed it through different lenses. I was like, man, this guy. You know, again, I don't like Arsenal, but man. Yeah. He has I been very, he very, good. very good. And we are not biased to you guys on this podcast. Yeah. So, you know, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, subscribe. Except, <laughs> yeah. subscribe. Except for Jola. Follow us, like, share, subscribe. Except for Jola. What do you mean? I, I have to give sugar and slap their face at the same time. <laughs> I picked Ramsdale because, man, he's, he's kind of reincarnating David Seaman. I remember Seaman used to have some outrageous saves. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, if he can only get better, it's going to be very scary. Yeah. So I'll be so I'll, let's be careful. Let's be careful. So I'll do is it? Saves. Like I said, yes. <laughs> I pass the ball. Yeah, I know. Chill. But he's he's he's, 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 he's he showed that he can he can be a good, very good keeper. Know, so just, so far this season has been very good. I'm just hitting. I know. I and my right back, my right back is Trent, man. Um. Rhys James is my favorite right back, English right back. But Trent on this season, that he has gone a little bit. He's gone the next level when it comes to his passing. It's ridiculous the things he's doing with his right foot. Unbelievable. Left back, Cancelo. I mean, if you don't pick Cancelo, according to Mommy G, you, you could really finish the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Nata will make Mommy Gio feature in the football podcast. Sound effects for you. Good one. So, so Cancelo right back. And then my cent cent central pairing was because, again, I mean, mine is eye test. Konza is not just I've seen him today. Ezri Konza for. for Aston Villa, he is very good. He's a very good center. I test, I test high. He has been playing. He has been playing well this season. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, he has been playing well this season. No, I give him. Yeah, I give him. So I pick Konza, steady, very steady. And I and I pick a African Agbero that that plays for Germany, Rudiger. Mm. <laughs> so I pick, I pick Rudiger, and then my midfield, Fabinho sits. Is is incredible. Fabinho sits in front of the defense, and in front of him is Declan Rice and Bernardo Silva. Then my top three to the left, Philip Foden, um, right hand side, Mohamed Salah, and my point man is Mikel Antonio. Mm. Is, I, hear yeah. That's yeah. I hear that. I hear that. I consider Antonio. He has the yeah. same stats, literally, as Emmanuel Dennis. I checked, I checked. Yeah. That's eight goals and five assists. 
Yeah, yeah free credit for West Ham. I agree. This is a, this is a good pick. Uh, so, Yemi. Ah, Itata, you are a thief. <laughs> but you make it to heaven. Yeah. 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 So, so, my, <laughs> so mine is pretty simple. Itata still have pretty much my list. My goalkeeper is Mendy. I just like the assurance he has brought to Chelsea. I like, well, like, he's had a few mistakes lately, but, but it's over the course of the season. For me, he's been the best goalkeeper. Right back, I pick Walker. I love his experience. I love his steady hand. He, his ability to read the game, both going forward, when to go forward, when to come back. He's hardly beaten. This guy is almost 30, but you still can't outrun him. But his positioning, I think, over the years, his positioning has gotten a lot better. A lot of people don't see it. He flies under the radar, very good player. Yeah. Left back is Cancelo. I mean, Cancelo is Cancelo. Let's just leave that mm-hmm. there. Center back, Rudiger Van Dijk. I don't, I don't need to explain that. Let's now go to DM. This one is weird for me, but I just need to shout him out. I'm not a big, big fan of his, but over the course of this season, he has stood out. And I'm talking of Declan Rice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love Rice. Rice. Joe Love Rice. Man. Joe Love Rice. Man. Without him, without him and Antonio, Aston Villa, and then listen, this is me to also shouting out Moise. Like, man, Moise, kudos. If there's a coach of the season as of right now, for me, it's Moise because of what he has accomplished with this team. Let's move forward. I'm playing for 3 3, by the way. So, and then my second guy in midfield is Mr. Keep It All Flowing Well. IQ on the rocks. Up there, Mr. Gundogan. <laughs> when fit, nobody. I have not seen anybody that plays ball with ease. Like you can't catch him. He thinks two steps ahead of you. All that, yeah, Gundogan. And the third person in midfield for me is. Foden. I thought you wanted to say Fred. I would have been. <laughs> I heard. I thought Fred. Foden. I man. Yeah, Philip Foden. At some point in time, at some point in time, we are seeing like like our guy, bros. Like just like our Mister Moderator said, we are seeing a player of his generation in the making. Oh yeah, generation talent. I mean, Foden. Yeah. yeah. On the right, we have Salah. Yeah. On the left, Rashford. I don't know. Is this is that one, Mommy Geo Eleven? Yo, Rashford. Like I said in the group chat, Rashford. Rashford's face is useful in Lagos traffic. <laughs> selling Gala. That's what it catch more way. At least to catch more way. More yes. Okay, <laughs> man. My left is. I mean, I gotta give it to Manny, man. Manny has been balling. It's between Manny and Jota for me, on the left. Between Manny and Jota, and the striker is Antonio. Yes. Mikel. Okay. Sorry, I took time. No, no, it's fine. I'll go run through my own. My team is similar. Just few tweaks. Aaron Ramsdale, yeah, he's good. His distribution with his feet has been amazing. On the right is my boy. I've been riding for him for a while. You know, even though I'm a United fan, people, I don't know. I just like good football. TAA, Mr. Whippy, nine assists. I mean, Mr. Whippy. Half, <laughs> Mr. Whippy T, that's what I call it. Yeah. Halfway through the season, he already has nine assists. Yeah, we has broken records before when he had about 15. That's he had 15 yeah. or 14 assists. That's incredible. We've not seen this before. I call him yeah. KDB, a right back. That's who yeah. TAA is. It's I call good. him James Ward Prowse at right back. Who? Hmm? Yeah. James Ward Prowse. Yes. Yeah. What that guy is doing from there, progressing the ball from that from that deep. Is that crazy? Honorable shout out though. Honorable shout out. You just mentioned his name. James James Ward Prowse. Honorable shout out. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. My center back is Rudiger and Diaz. That goes without explaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On left is Mr. Yeah. Cancelo. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Cancelo. Yeah. My midfield. I'm going to put my boy there, Rodri. Rodri yeah, yeah. yeah, he's been bowling up. That guy is the new anchor man for City. Yeah. My eight, Bernard Silva, of course, that's an exceptional City's best player. This season, funny enough, even though he plays in the pivot, yeah, he has been mentioned before, but he has played mostly forward. It's Rice, Declan Rice. Yes, yeah. he's, he's playing box to box this season. Yeah. And he's playing very well in that box to box role. Uh-huh. Don't watch yeah. it. My mm-hmm. front three, 
Musala, obvious. Manuel Dennis, I said on the left because I had to squeeze in. Yeah. It's a striker with the highest amount of goals. Diego Jota, yes, 10 goals. I mean, I yeah. expect that. And this is a guy that didn't start the season um, as a starter. He was coming off the bench for the first couple of weeks. So, yeah, yeah. Diego Jota. So, that's my that's our first 11. In the comments, let us know your first 11. I have a question. Drop us question. comments. Yep. Just one question. Everybody here, Manchester United fan. Nobody pick one Manchester United player. Yes. Because we know football. Football. Yeah, because we know football. We know <laughs> because we know football. We know football. <laughs> because we know our football. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Just <laughs> comment. Tell us in your APL team. Comment in the YouTube section. Like, share, subscribe. All the, all our platforms, all our socials. And we're out. Peace, guys. One hour on the door today. Stay blessed, bro.